good dentistry can be a real asset to your health. And on the flip side of that, poor dentistry can really have a negative effect on your health. Questions on implants. What are your thoughts and philosophy on implants versus bridges? I know with bridges, you got to shave off the teeth. It's not good. Somebody's got a missing tooth, but some people, they may have an issue with, they may not respond well with the, the metal that's in, in, put in an implant. Can you talk a little bit about the different metal options and just your thoughts on putting implants in with people's, um, they have a missing tooth? Um, so there are options, like you said, you know, you're going to pick either option A or B traditional or holistic. Um, so for patients who are looking for implants, there is an alternative, um, material, usually traditionally, um, titanium is a metal it's used, um, used for implants. Um, but in our office, um, we do offer ceramic implants. So, um, it's zirconia. So it's technically considered a metal, but it's oxidized ceramic. So it's a lot more biocompatible than titanium. Um, and it's a, it's not a metal once it's placed in and it's osseointegrated where it integrates with the bone and is biocompatible. So there is an alternative method, um, that can be used. And Dr. Keith, if you have any fall, I feel like me and Dr. Keith can talk about both of this overlapping, but is there anything else you want to add on that option? Um, well, titanium implants, some people who are very sensitive to metals, it seems because it's not pure titanium, there's other right. metals in that uh, implant, especially, I think people are more sensitive to the nickel that's in the titanium implant. So when they say, oh, I have a titanium allergy, it, it seems to be more of a nickel allergy. Um, which zirconia implants doesn't have any yeah. of those metals. So mm -hmm. if you're having a sensitivity to metals, then your best option would be to do a zirconia implant. Mm -hmm. So is that a cubic mm -hmm. zirconium that you're using? Are there uh, different options for the zirconium, the ceramic options, or is there only one ceramic um, well, there's different systems as far as different zirconia materials. I'm not sure uh, is there different zirconia uh, right. levels of it. But, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I know there's a certain way that they mine the zirconia and then they convert it into a ceramic. Do some people have issues with the ceramic? Not so far as we have been placing the zirconia implants in our practice, I haven't seen any issues with them. Okay. okay. No. And then with that, um, once that the the uh, ceramic is in place, what material do you use for the actual tooth? Is that does that differ from traditional dentistry as well, or is that? It's zirconia. That's zirconia. It's zirconia. So we kind of match the material with um, uh -huh. the implant as well. So it is zirconia. In traditional methods, um, sometimes a dentist may order um, a metal crown with porcelain or ceramic on the outside of that implant versus, um, but we do purely zirconia. It's a lot more aesthetic, but it's a lot more safe for the body as well. Mm. 
Well, that's an interesting concept. I didn't even think about that. Let's say you go to traditional dentistry and you get like a titanium mm -hmm. implant in there. And then the tooth is going to be a different material for it because they're not going to have a titanium tooth, right? Exactly. So they're yeah. not going to match. And sometimes I'm just wondering, is that a possibility that those two different materials could clash and create issues for people? I think structurally it could. Um, I don't know. I, I haven't necessarily seen research on those two materials clashing in the mouth because that hasn't really been published, I don't think. But I think it's more structurally. Can they work together? Yeah. But I mean, here you're, you're trying to match ceramic on ceramic, which makes, mm -hmm. makes for me, I just logically it just seems like, well, it seems like a good thing to do. <laughs> mm -hmm. Right. I mean, I, I know that um, we had some plumbing done in our house uh, a while back, and so we used the PEX. But they are saying with copper and copper, you can't have two. You can't have a copper pipe laying on top of another copper pipe. Hmm. Some, I, I think that's what the issue was, just because that can create some. Issues. Is it galvanic or galvanic issues? Yeah, exactly. I just know yeah. that the contractor said you can't do this and. I think that's just a common understanding, but maybe there's a whole nother field that we haven't really thought about as far as having compatible material with the implant in the actual tooth. Something to think about. I don't know. I'm just thinking out loud here. I could be way off base. But <laughs> yeah, definitely. And then so with fillings, what are your, how is your approach to fillings different? Is it pretty much this, other than you're not using mercury, of course, but. Do you have a philosophy, try to drill as little, try to save as much of the tooth as possible? Is that pretty So standard? for fillings, um, we can do it, like Dr. Keith said earlier, that we are still, yes, mechanically might be doing the same thing of taking away the cavity and the bacteria there at the tooth site. But we have some options sometimes in our office with certain um, size cavities, we're able to use a laser, which is light energy instead of a drill. So it's a lot more conservative on tooth preparation where we're not having to take away so much of the tooth structure. So we save a lot more of the tooth. Um, and at the same time, our filling material that we use is um, more biocompatible because it doesn't have BPA plastics in it, bismonomers, it's organically modified ceramic. So it's a lot more safe um, compared to even sometimes resins that are um, and filling materials that are in traditional offices. Mm -hmm. And then if you are going to be doing a filling as well, um, if you don't, you use ozone to sterilize the tooth before you put the material, before you put the cap on or before you put the filling in, correct? Mm -hmm. That's what's different. Um, if you fail to do that, can't a bacterial growth occur? Can't you, if you don't get all that bacteria out, can't you lay down the material and then you have this underlying bacterial infection that's underneath it that can create issues for people have you ever seen that in your practice yes um it's if uh the decay is not completely removed and it's you know obviously we cannot see it like a microscope of the bacteria in that area so we always want to be really diligent um, about cleaning the surface before we place something permanently on top of the tooth um, because we want it to be there long term and i you can you want that disinfection, like you said, a sterilization um, versus at a traditional office, you know, they'll take out the cavity and then just plop on the filling right over it without 
really cleaning anything except the bacteria that you're feeling and seeing, which we're trained to do. But we go a little bit step further by adding that service for our patients. And it's really a philosophy. It's an extra step. step Mm -hmm. Right. Well, they may, they may even sterilize. They may put some bleach in there, but the liquid is only going to, is not going to go down as deep as a, a, as ozone gas into those cracks and crevices. Correct. Mm -hmm. So that makes a big difference as well. What are your thoughts on, you know, when uh, kids have cavities, so you go to the pediatric dentist, they'll say, hey, we can put that coat around that would prevent cavities from happening altogether. Um, are, what are your, what's your thoughts on that? When, uh, let's say a parent comes, hey, my, my other, my pediatric dentist for my kids says they want to put the, uh, I don't know, what's that called again? Are you talking about the fluoride paste? Is it like that fluoride varnish that they just paint on the teeth? Is yeah, is that what you're talking about? That's going to prevent cavities from happening. They put this, this, yeah, this, this. Or sealants. Sealant. You might sealants. Sealant. You might yeah, sealants. Sealant. Oh yeah, sealants. What are your thoughts on sealants from a holistic point of view? I like sealants, um, but the difference is the material. I think um, sealants are benefits of sealants, especially in young kids. Is a lot of kids will have, you know, their kids are going to eat their sugars. They're going to eat, you know their dexterity is not the best for brushing. So we want to protect these teeth that they have to have forever. And they have every tooth has these natural grooves that pick up stain and food in them. So if we're not doing a great job brushing or mom and dad are not able to, you know, help with the brushing and flossing, it's a nice preventive step. Um, But a lot of times at traditional offices, they'll have sealant materials that have fluoride in them. So what we do is here, the difference is I still recommend recommend sealants um, on children, but we don't have fluoride in our product. So I'm still able to do the same thing, trace those grooves, cover them up um, and protect from cavities and still have the same outcome, but we just don't have fluoride in our product. Right. So the sealants are good. Your sealant, however, does not have the fluoride in it, which is. uh, And once you treat that area with the ozone gas, it's remineralizing the enamel. So that's preventing the enamel to get any decay in that area when you treat it with ozone. Got it. And how long do those sealants last that are that don't have the fluoride in it? The same along same amount of time as regular sealants, or is it a little bit less? Or it really depends on the wear, um, how the bite of the patient is. Um, so I've seen some sealants last, you know, five, six, seven years, and some will last, you know, a year or two. Um, and then they just need a reapplication. It just depends on the patient's bite and how their teeth are organized. If they're grinding, um, you know, children can still grind and wear and their b- mouth is constantly changing, coming from baby teeth to permanent teeth, grow- growing. So it really just depends. Um, and then sometimes, like Dr. Keith said, if if we don't see those really groovy teeth and we're not seeing, you know, um, and we see these little areas, we can even apply ozone, like she said, and maybe you know, wait for sealants, or we apply the ozone on the tooth, help remineralize it, and then place a sealant on top of it. So there's, it really just depends on what we're looking at for that patient. Got it. Uh, Fascinating. Um, Is there anything else that you guys do in your holistic dentistry practice that's different from even other holistic dentists? Is there a niche that you guys focus on? Or is there is there a particular area or condition that you guys like to focus on in your practice or are you guys just basically across the board 
holistic dentist. Does that make sense? I think there- we're across. Yeah, it, it does. Um, I think we're across the board. We are holistic dentists to all the basic services that we provide. Um, but we also do, we're also, I guess, do facial services here now in our practice because a lot of patients are looking for more natural um, facial treatments. Um, a lot of patients don't want to do Botox because it's obviously a toxin. Um, so now we're looking at using PRF where we draw their blood and we're able to do PRF filler. So we're doing more cosmetic treatments as well. And then we're also doing um, microneedling with PRF. Um, so it's, we're giving them an alternative option on cosmetics as well um, for the face. So it's a little bit different than just looking at the mouth on those things. We don't really look at the mouth unless they're here for um, a dental appointment as well. So we're doing a blend. Mm-hmm. Got it. Yeah. You just, you're looking there, you see the different needs that or things that people are asking for and you're just providing a natural solution for that. Yep. Um, is there uh, anything else about your practice that you want to share with your with the audience? I mean, there's a they can people can go to the I A O T M. Is that what it is? I A O M T. I O M T. I A O M T. Yep. And they can it's see a hard a whole, one. They can see a whole host of holistic oh, yeah. dentists. Why? Why? Um, would you know what sets you guys apart? Why should they see you and choose your office as opposed to one of the other dentists in their area that is also on that same website? Well, this practice was built on holistic dentistry from Dr. James Medlock. He was the original owner of this practice back in the early 90s, he was probably one of the first dentists to provide that service. He started with um, Mercury Free, Mercury Safe, Holistic Dentistry. Um, he was probably one of the first pioneers right. to, to start this controversy. <laughs> right. But um, he started it because patients were asking for it. And he oh, even like, back then, <laughs> yeah, and he and he said because he was a traditional dentist, but patients were asking questions, um, and so he was learning from his patients, and yeah. that's how he started into holistic dentistry. So he was doing this for many, many years before. Uh, now it's I think a little bit more of the norm. More people are aware of it but back then it was really controversial when he started right that was around the time that i think how how hug was it hal higgins or how yeah he studied under hal huggins Uh and i actually met hal huggins in one of the iaomt meetings before he passed away oh okay yeah he was the original i guess the who really stuck his neck out there and wrote mm-hmm. that book. <laughs> I'm surprised that, uh, well, the guy lived as long as he did. He There's did, so much yeah. opposition towards that. And so uh, that's interesting. So you guys have a real deep-seated, far-back roots that started with yeah, this. It's not we like... quite of a reputation. Um, there's also uh, Hippocrates. I don't know if you're familiar with Hippocrates. Yeah. 
out in West Palm Beach, but he would, Dr. Medlock would lecture there and he would go there like every month and lecture to people. So people really knew him. They knew his name. So this practice has been around for many years. Do you guys do lectures? Do you offer that to the community in any way, shape or form where you guys educate people? I think this is the first for us. For us, yeah. It's good. That. Well, I think you need to get the word out. I think uh, what we've learned today on this show has been fascinating and hopefully enlightening. And I always tell my patients, the most important doctor that you can go to is your dentist. <laughs> <laughs> above your chiropractor, above <laughs> your medical doctor. Just because that, what they're doing can really, I've just seen it have such an influence Good dentistry can be a real asset to your health. And on the flip side of that, poor dentistry can really have a negative effect on your health. And yeah. uh, we don't we see we don't see the connection between the teeth and the rest of the body and how it's all interrelated. And you think about it, you're so close to the brain, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. There's so many, you think about your TMJ has the most proprioceptors in all the body. I mean you're constantly using your jaws, you need it for, and and then just the whole aspect, it's just so important. So it's important that you have a good dentist that you can trust, that is uh, certified, that is done their homework, that has the reputation in the community. And uh, I'm glad that we've had this opportunity to talk about these things and for you to uh, open up our understanding of this importance of holistic dentistry. Are there any other closing comments or anything you guys want to say as we end our time together? Any final thoughts or anything? I maybe I, I there's a question you wish that I asked you or yeah. or something that I didn't see in regard in our time together that may be of benefit to those listening. Yeah, I think that I mean there's still different areas we didn't cover. Um, I guess like root canals. A lot oh, of yeah. of our patients <laughs> yeah. ask us about <laughs> root canals. Yeah, um, that's a big one. Yeah, can you can you just touch touch on that? We still have a little bit of time left. And yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, please forgive my oversight on this important topic of root canals. Yeah, yeah. Talk about it. I mean, it's still a very controversial topic. And it's like I tell my patients, it's on an individual basis. What is their belief as a whole? Um, so we have to look at this as an individual basis. It's not just cross the board. We say, oh, no, all root canals are, are bad because sometimes it's necessary to hold on to a specific tooth. And the only way to, to keep that tooth is to do a root canal. Fortunately enough, we do have an endodontist uh, that we refer to, and she's very holistic as well. She uses the laser to clean out the tooth, the, the nerve of the tooth, and also incorporates ozone. So if you really need to have a root canal done, to me, this is the best modality in order to, to do this. Um, and there are patients that come in, you know, they have a health history of, of cancer, autoimmune diseases, 
and they do have a root canal that's reinfected. And obviously at that point, I would say, no, let's remove this tooth, let's clean out the infection, and let's do a zirconia implant. So it, it's so many different scenarios that you have to take it one step at a time with each patient. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What if the root canal is like in your front tooth, your very front tooth? <laughs> Oh, I've had, I've had patients with that. It's I've had, um, I've had patients who are, well, sometimes come actually just last month who said she had two root canals right on her front teeth and crowns. And she said, you know, I heard bad things about root canals and I'm, you know, trying to be more holistic. And so I've just, you know, come here and I Googled you guys and this is where I arrived. And so, you know, and I, just like Dr. Keith said, it's a very individual basis, you know, understanding what the patient ultimately wants. And, and her, fortunately, her root canals were in good condition, meaning there was no infection, there was no bone loss, the, there was no, nothing alarming to me that signified there's something wrong with the root canal, but I, she, you know, came in and was concerned. So I let her know, you know, that it's not something that I would re recommend to take out, um, unless there's a problem. Um, but yes, the other option would have been, you know, take out your two front teeth and then put ceramic implants in them, zirconia implants. And sometimes that can be a little bit more of an aggressive step, um, especially when the two teeth are perfectly healthy. Um, and she was, you know, totally fine with that option. Um, but I think she was concerned. And then I have, we have other patients who say, you know, I really do want it removed. Like I don't want it. And that's another option that we have to talk to them about as well then. Um, so it really is an individual basis. Um, and what we can do. Yeah. And one thing that we can offer patients that, I mean, because not every patient is going to say, yeah, you know, doc, okay, I'm totally against having root canals and I'm just going to have this tooth out. We have patients like that. We have other patients that are, uh, I'm not at that point right now to have a tooth removed. If I can save it, I'd rather mm -hmm. save it. And I tell them, well, the only way to save it is through a root canal, but we can offer you as a maintenance procedure, we can do ozone injections in that area just to keep that bacteria load at a minimum. So okay. it doesn't have any other effects on your overall health. Mm. So if people are like not ready and they have root canals, we can do ozone injections around those teeth. Mm. Got it. That's, mm -hmm. that's a nice option. And how often do you have to do that? Well, the first time we do like a series of three and that's like a week apart. Mm -hmm. And then after they have those three injections, they can do it uh, once every six months. Mm -hmm. And we usually try to do that when they come in for their cleanings. Good. Is there anything else I missed other than root canals that you wanted to, that you thought <laughs> Sleep apnea and um, airway obstruction. Mm. That's a new upcoming. Yeah. Uh, I think. How do you address that from uh, from your? Well, that's practice? fairly new. I think Dr. Lawholm is trying to get into that area. So sleep is such a big, big topic, and it just—it's not um, one cause. You know, there's not just one cause for it. Um, so it's really, we do a sleep test, um, at home sleep test. And then 
based on that, we can offer laser treatments to increase the airway by reducing the inflammation at the back of the throat. And then at the same time, we can use oral appliances and recommend CPAPs, those sleep machines, but sometimes some patients don't want to do that anymore. Um, so we're trying to figure out options that are um, a patient can comfortably wear to get better sleep and also get more oxygen to their body so that they can function daily a lot better and better for their health and their conditions. Mm. Interesting. Wow. Well, uh, anything else that I missed, they're just going to have to call your office and book. <laughs> There's <Yeah>. a lot. <laughs> By the way, how can uh, we get a hold of you? How can our listeners get a hold of you? What's, um, is there a number or website you can direct us to, to if they wanted to learn more information about your practice? Um, yeah, our number is 561-439-4620. And you can also um, even email us at puredentalcare2 at gmail.com or find us on our website, Pure Dental Care. Great. Awesome. Well, you've been on the show with Dr. Elizabeth Keith and Dr. Troop D. Lafon, a holistic dentist here in uh, South Florida region. Uh, thank you so much for just the enlightening conversation and sharing with giving us a better understanding of holistic dentistry and how it works. I think it's been a fascinating show and I appreciate your time. And um, again, if you are listening and you have more questions about um, holistic dentistry, please give their office a call. And uh, it's been great having you guys on the show. Thanks again for everything. You've been listening to the Taylor Method for Pain-Free Living podcast. We hope that you found great value in this episode. For more information about the Taylor Method and our offices, visit www.drderricktaylor.com. Make sure to tune in next week as Dr. Taylor will be providing more knowledge and resources about pain-free living.